With Juno and Katie, we talk about musicals. That's it. Yeah, we do. Sometimes we go and watch them. We talk about random stuff quite a lot of the time, like whether animal control is a real thing and other random stuff. Yes, Juno. What are we going to talk about today? I'm trying to think of the song. I don't. There is one, but I don't know how it goes. In dreams. So in dreams. It's brand new, brand new shiny musical. And we are very lucky because it is having its world premiere at the Leeds Playhouse. Which, which... isn't just far away from everything. <laughs> yeah, so there's been a lot of theatre bloggers and YouTubers and stuff going to, coming to watch it. Obviously, having been invited. No one invited us. We just keep going. And everyone's been posting stuff. You know, try and get to Leeds if you can, even if you have to travel. And I like, keep getting they really annoyed about it. They just don't think anyone lives in Leeds. Yeah, like literally people live in Leeds. It's not like an urban wasteland. So we're very excited, aren't we? Because to be fair, we then have to walk really far to the car park because I refuse to park anywhere apart from one car park in Leeds. Yes. But it's still really close. So it is a show that is, first of all, it's a jukebox musical and all the songs are Roy Orbison songs. If you are a child or a a grown up my age, that might mean absolutely nothing to you because I thought I don't know any Roy Orbison songs. And then watching the show, I realised I know some Roy Orbison songs, but not all of them by any stretch. And it is written, the show is written by David West Reed, David Reed West. What way around his name? West Reed, who also wrote a particular show that we've discussed before, which was... And Juliet. And Juliet. So, yeah, that was a good reason to go. And we booked tickets for this ages ago, when literally all we knew about it was it was called In Dreams and it was Roy Orbison songs. And then the cast got announced and it got very exciting. And it's just on, I think it started sometime in July, finishes 5th of August. So by the time this is posted, it might be that it's already finished. And it's heading over to Toronto later in the year, I think with a view to possibly a Broadway transfer so again very exciting that it's starting its life here in the greatest city in the world Leeds the greatest city in the world that's what they're talking about in Hamilton they mean Leeds so Juno what do you want to say about this show it's really good it's really good. So as a testament to how good it is, we went to see it. As we record this, we saw it for the first time last Saturday. And then pretty much as soon as we got home, I booked to go and see it again next Thursday. But then in between, we went again yesterday. Yes. So we have seen it twice at this point. We're going to see it three times. At least. At least. We might try and squeeze another trip in. And bring our... Ex editor, also known as your fired. dad. Yeah, <laughs> but we fired him. him. We did. He just uh, was busy with other projects. Yes, yeah, so we fired him. Yeah, we think he should come and watch it, don't we? We'll see how yeah. that pans out. So you can probably tell from the fact that we've just said we've already seen it and we're going to see it again loads of times. That loads of times? How like... many times are you planning on taking us? Well, I didn't say you had to go every time if you don't want to go. You might have other plans. No, okay, fine. We'll just go every day. So yeah, so we are big fans of the show and we're going to just basically rave about how much we love it for an unspecified amount of time. Yeah. Do you want to kick us off, do you know? With the plot. If you want. So we're going to talk about the plot as we always do. There there obviously will be spoilers here. Sorry. I've suggested to Juno that we don't do spoilers and she was like, what's the point then? Because the whole thing is a spoiler. She likes spoiling stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Go on then. Okay. So should we talk about songs at the same time? Yeah. So it starts off with Kenna Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at me like, "Mm." I'm just listening to you very carefully. comes on 
and sings a song that's Dream Baby slash In the Real World. Correct. And it's just her and the acoustic guitar. Yeah. And she introduces herself to the crowd. She's like, hi, I'm Ken Ryan. I was in a band a few years ago who you might have heard of called Heartbreak Radio. But don't worry, I'm not going to play any of my new music. You don't want to hear that. It's all about the hits, which I think is quite funny because that's what it's like to be a a legacy artist, I think. This is a funny bit. So there's a phone ringing and you're like... Because people's phones do ring in the theatre sometimes. And she was like, oh, that's embarrassing. Someone forgot to do something. Uh, Everyone's looking around for the person who is. And the first time we saw it, I genuinely did think, oh, no, someone's phone's going off and she's calling them out for it. This is so awkward. She was like, oh, it's me. And then she was like, "Uh, I need a second, guys. So then she's on the phone and... She finds out... This isn't really a spoiler because it's quite a big part of the plot. It's part of the like, plot yeah, summary. Yeah, so this isn't a spoiler, that she's got cancer. I don't know if it's meant to be, like, you know, like really bad. Well, we never... I think she's Like, for the she's whole thing, scared, she's still she? fine. Yeah, but I think she's obviously really scared about what yeah. this means for her and takes quite a, a kind of fatalistic approach where she seems to decide straight away that it means that she's dying. Yeah. But there's no, nothing's ever really said about what the cancer is. At one point, someone asks her, like, what kind of cancer it is? And she says, oh, do you mind if we don't talk about it? Yeah. So that's kind of as much detail as you ever get. So it's not like a show about that. It's not about her being ill, is it? It's not. So then you see this kind of advert, I think. Is it an advert? Yeah. That you might see on telly. You won't, like, in real life. It's just in the thing. Mm. For this, what do you say, like a bar? It's like a bar restaurant, isn't it? In yeah. In New Mexico. And that's where it's set. And what's it called, the place? Felices Suenos. Which means... Happy Dreams. Yeah. Oscar, who like owns the place, and his wife, Nicole, who is pregnant. And that's like cool because in real life, the... the that sounded weird. <laughs> the person <laughs> who plays her is actually pregnant, so they changed the script for her. Yeah, they wrote her pregnancy in, which is really nice yeah. because I think, generally speaking, a woman in the workplace, particularly in a performing space on announcing she's pregnant, I think having your job rewritten for you to do it is the opposite of what usually happens. So that's very refreshing. Like, good work, everyone. Yeah. So then they do, like, memorial services to, like, make people feel better about death, basically. Yeah. And then they sing this song, End of the Line, which is like, is it part of the advert? I don't know if it is, but it, it's really nice and cheerful though, isn't it? Because they're at, they're like, they do sing about death, but in a way where it's like, it's not something to be really sad about. It's like a natural step. Yeah. And it's something like you celebrate life as opposed to commemorating death. Yeah, you might have watched Coco and you all know that <laughs> there's the up. Day of the Dead, which is like yeah. where you invite the dead to like come and celebrate with you and stuff. Yeah, it's a day when they can like cross... Yeah. Over. And they like use stuff. They like put, I know this from Coco, and they have like a big <laughs> party somewhere and people can set up like a, basically a memorial Afraid or something. what they call it, isn't it? Yeah. And like a little, and like table with loads of like, like a picture of and a like person. like memories and stuff. And like stuff they, they liked and stuff. Yeah. So they do that kind of thing. Yeah. But so, like, people hire it out to do it. And then at the end of the song, Kenna appears, doesn't she? Because yeah. she, I'm guessing, has seen the advert. That's what she says, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Like she, I saw your I ad. I saw your advert, so. And then she says, I'd like to book a memorial service. And they're like, oh yeah, who for? And she's like, Ken Ryan. She says, Ken Ryan, K-E-N-N-A Ryan. And they're like, okay, and what's your name? And she's like, Ken Ryan, K-E-N-N-A Ryan. And the way she says and it the second time is like, exactly the same. Like yeah. the inflection. It's really, it's just, it's hard to explain why it's so funny, but... 
Yeah, and it's they're hilarious. like, can't book yourself a memorial service. And she's like, but like, I like to plan ahead and stuff. And she wants and to be there. She doesn't want to yeah, plan a party. Yeah, she wants to be there. She doesn't for... want to, to get to be at, which actually is such a sensible attitude yeah. to funeral planning. Like, why would you spend loads of time planning like your favourite songs and stuff and how it's going to be at a party you don't even get to go to? This I is know. way more logical. So she's like, I want to be there and have fun. And then they're like, but then ultimately they do agree, which gives yeah. them the opportunity then, to sing. You got it. Anything you want, you, you got, got it. it. <laughs> it's just anything it's very you clever. need, you got it. Yeah. And that comes up a few more times, and doesn't then, it, that song? So Oscar's parents both died and he's like really quiet and a bit He's mysterious, still clearly like of. grieving, isn't he? Yeah, you find him kind of mysterious because like he doesn't really talk much. Yeah, sometimes it seems like he's just a bit like off, doesn't it? Yeah. Like he's just a bit moody. But actually what you discover, and it's such a good performance, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think you discover it's actually just that he's still dealing with all this stuff. I've got a question, right? When he says, oh, is it Nicole who says it, his wife, where it's like, we couldn't go to the hospital and then people couldn't travel for the funeral. Do you think it's meant to be suggesting that his parents died of COVID? Because she does say like, we couldn't go to the hospital, doesn't she? And people couldn't travel. Yeah, I don't And given know. the timing, because doesn't she say it was a few years ago? Yeah. That's the first time we saw it. it. That's what be. I thought. But then there's no mention of it or anything, no. so it might just be me making stuff up. So then Oscar's grandma, she's really funny. She's called Anna Sophia. She's great. And so they let Kenna, like, stay upstairs, I think. And so Anna Sophia goes up and's like, going to help her, like... Inv- get settled in. Yeah, and, like, get settled in. And so she starts talking to her about... Like what she wants for her party, who she wants to and invite, and who she wants to invite, and then they sing this song, um, her and like the rest of the band because they're not together, and it's like they've not seen each other for yeah, years. It's, yeah, and, it's been a really yeah. long time, hasn't it? And so there's. Jane and Don, who got married, and they've got five kids, and they're always like, "Why do we have so yeah, many?" They kids? don't seem that thrilled to have so no. many children, do they? And then should have just stuck with one. Yeah, That's like, the like great you. plan. And then there's Ramsey, who's played by Oliver Thompson, who we may have mentioned, which we probably have several is times. Bear in and and we're big fans of Oliver Thompson, and he yeah. in this show and is he's so funny. absolutely hilarious, and he thinks. That he's the love of Kenna's life. So she's like, don't invite him. Like, invite to the, like, yeah, because she gives, she doesn't want to invite them. Yeah. So she gives her phone to Anna Sophia so she can do it. And she's and sending she's like, the message. Do not invite Ramsey. And she's like, oh, why not? And she's like, because he thinks I'm the love of his life. And then she's like, oh, not Ramsey then. To Ramsey. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> it's been this- a while. I still love you big time. <laughs> and then she's like, please come to my party. Hosted at a restaurant owned by an older but incredibly attractive woman. <laughs> and like, come and see me in my room. It's the second door on the left. <laughs> he's reading it and he's just like, oh, okay. And he, like, the, there's like a joke about him now being an Uber driver. He's just always talking to the people he's driving around about his problems. Yeah. He That's makes this funny like. speech, which I'm sure if we see it two more times, we will memorise, but about people being really rude to him. And he's just kind of like beaten down by it. So he's like, I'm not getting on a plane to New Mexico. I'm an Uber driver. Yeah. And I'm going to drive. 
And then it's just, it's really funny because then he sings the song, I drove all night. <laughs> and it's just, it's very similar. We're going to talk about the ways in which this show kind of is a natural yeah, relation like, to Anne Julia. Yeah, it's isn't it? But it's, it's this really funny thing where the way that the songs are incorporated into the story in this show, I think is very similar to Anne Julia. Like yeah. this one is just, it's, you know, it's because when he's like, I'm going to drive and it's obvious, I'm guessing they've made him an Uber driver in order to have the song I drove all night. <laughs> but it just works and it's really funny. And the way it's staged is hilarious so they don't just like bring a car on stage or anything he just sits on a chair and various members of the cast kind of assemble around him and pretend to be the car and like someone's holding like a placemat or something oh we forgot to mention something so funny we'll come back to that because it's kind of important yeah okay so when they're in the bar kenneth says um I'm surprised you didn't recognise me. I was part of a band called Heartbreak Radio. Then you hear a crash from the kitchen, just from, like, you don't see anything, you just hear it. And then this guy comes in and is like, Heartbreak Radio? I love Heartbreak Radio. I know, every single lyric to every single one of your songs. Yeah. And then she's like, you know who I am? And he's like, do I? And then... Um, So he's like the chef there. And then he rips off his chef uniform and has a Heartbreak Radio t-shirt on it. And we are going to come back to the question of, why on earth are Heartbreak Radio t-shirts not on sale at I the know. theatre? Come but anyway, on. so Surely then... Surely everyone would be buying one. So then back to when he's in the car. I drove all night. Yeah, that bit. That was quite good, wasn't it? Thanks. So then... He's um, <laughs> so mean. And he gets pulled over by the police, doesn't he? Yeah, so he gets pulled over by the swearing police. Because it's really funny, he's though, because obviously when he's singing the song, he's doing, like, dramatic... We're both demonstrating this now. Like, when you see someone driving on the telly, and they always seem to be swerving, and actually when you drive a car, you literally just hold the steering wheel straight. Yeah. And so he gets pulled over, and the police officer's like, you're swerving all over the road. And then he is like, he hands over his driving license and he's like, Ramsey Graves from Heartbreak Radio. Oh my God. And then he's got the t shirt on as well. Yeah, and he? his police uniform. So it's just, it's very silly yeah. and fun. And then he like gets there and he takes off his shoes for some reason. But that's because you shouldn't significant. Be walking around in someone's house yeah. without your shoes. But that's your significant, shoes on, kind of, later. And then he runs up to her and is like, hi. And sh- then they both start screaming. Yeah, because she obviously didn't send him the message. Yeah, and she just <laughs> She's know. like, what the hell are you doing here? And then she tells him that she's seeing someone and that their name is Katrina, Katrina which is the name of the like Day of the Dead symbol sort of statue doll kind of thing that was lying on her bed and that she was quite freaked out by. Yeah. So that's and quite funny. He's like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, I'm serious. And he's like, well, I'm serious too. And he's like, you always love foxes. And she's like, <laughs> I didn't like foxes. And what does he do? He pulls down his trousers and shows the fox tattoo that he's got on his bottom. <laughs> she's like, uh, that's not proving anything. She's like, I don't like foxes. And also, mate, that's, that's not, not a fox. That's not a fox. That's a very badly drawn raccoon. <laughs> and he's like, oh, do you like raccoons? And she's like... Uh. And it's just, we're obviously not delivering this as well as professional yeah. actors but it's just so funny and, yeah, and then, watching it is it's just it's such a joy and, and then so she's like get out and just like kicks him out yeah just like shoes. kicks him out and then he's uh, then this bit's really funny because the next song starts and he like tapping on the window she's like trying to the thing and like sprawled against the window yeah and the like pulling down the blind trauma. and he's like I left my shoes and he's just and doing sleeves. this like funny little grin Bum. But this da, da, like da, cheeky da, smile da. behind her oh it's so funny yeah then what so she sings Running Scared while that's happening. Mm-hmm. And then, so she's goes back up to her room and starts screaming into her pillow. 
and, and then Nicole's, Nicole's downstairs and she's like so she goes out and's like are you okay and she's like can you make sure that no more men creep into my room or like put a lock on or something and she's like should I call the police she's like yeah wait no um <laughs> I kind of messaged him to come but kind of not yeah doesn't she say like, oh, Anna Sophia messaged my ex to come into my bedroom? Then Nicole doesn't seem surprised. Nicole's by like, this. oh yeah, <laughs> like she does, does this all like the her. time. <laughs> and then they are making like paper flowers for the memorial. Yeah, for the memorial downstairs. And Nicole is like talking about how Oscar just goes for a walk in the desert every night because Kenna's like, where's Oscar? And Nicole's like walking alone in the desert, and Kenna's like, okay. And then there's a funny bit where Nicole's really worried and she's like, you know, we're going to have another mouth to feed. And Kenna goes, it's okay, I don't eat that much. And Nicole's like, no, I mean the baby. And Kenna goes, yeah, I know, I'm joking. And she's like, like, oh, that's so funny. Funny. So then she sings this song, which is called He's a Mystery to Me. Because, like, he's very mysterious. And the show does a really good job of, like, giving you enough of all the characters, doesn't it? Yeah. So Kenna's the main character, but actually you get, you spend a lot of time over the course of the like two hours and 20 minutes of the show with all the others so you do you do care about everyone in the show don't you yeah and then i think it's the next morning they're in the cafe and well anna sophia is this the bit where she's she's like singing a song and like making something and he uses like the salt shaker as a microphone or something and then um, this guy comes in and is just like uh, and she's like ah! and then he's like hello and it's george um, and we love george it's george you don't know who george is just we're in case you're you. thinking yeah and he just comes in and's like are you open yet and she's like no sorry and then and yeah he just sits down and anyway he's like oh okay like, can you excellent. make an exception for a celebrity <laughs> and she's like no he's like how many big time celebrities do you get in here and she's like, you'd, you'd be, be surprised. surprised. <laughs> it's funny. And then he's like, does this help? And does this weird pose? Um, and she's like, still no And mate. she's like, that doesn't help anything. That's he's what like she says. He's like a personal injury lawyer or something, yeah. isn't he? So he's got like those cheesy signs and up. He says something about how his wife, Sylvie, died um, three months ago. And that he had a wife before as well and that she died. died. Too. And he was like... I didn't kill them, in case that's what you're wondering. She was like, I wasn't, but now I am. It's quite funny. And he sort of comes in and he's like, he wants to have a memorial for Sylvie, but at the same time, he's clearly got a bit of a thing for Anna Sophia. Yeah. She's like, mate, what are you doing? But they have this funny, like, flirty thing, don't they? Like, she's singing the song Blue Bayou and he's singing, is it Only the Lonely or something? Yeah. It's funny. Like, it's, it's highly amusing. Yeah. Oh, and then... All of Kenneth's friends come for the party. Yay, so Donovan and Jane turn up. They say they've just left the children by the side of the road. Yeah, which I imagine is a joke. I think that's probably a joke, although... Well, they say something about how we've got babysitting for the weekend. Presumably they don't mean from, like, a coyote or something at the side of the freeway. (laughs) Or a raccoon. Or a fox. Or a fox, yeah. And then, so Ramsey comes as well, and they're like, it's a reunion. Yay! And and they sing this song, Margarita. So they're, like, getting the party started. Yeah. And uh, Kenna and Ramsey sort of talk through the reasons why they broke up. Yeah. And it seems like they both blame each other. Like, she says that he cheated on her, and he says that she cheated on him. Her. Her. (laughs) It's perfectly fine noise to make. So they, like, go outside. So Ramsey and Don, like, catch up somewhere. And then Jane and Kenna are somewhere else. And Jane says this thing about how the kids' teacher, Mr. Mr. Ben, Ben, 
who gets the kids in a circle and plays the guitar and sings to them. And she says he's like a hippie, basically. He wears a fedora. Yeah, it turns out later that he wears a fedora because she, like, tells everyone later. She's like, I kiss someone and they all go, what? what? And then she says something else. And, and like, what? And then someone says, and he wears a fedora. And Ramsey goes, goes dig, oh, dig. Jane. He goes, dig on Jane. And, like, puts down his string and's like, dig on Jane. He wears a fedora. So funny. Um, that was something later. So, like, they're outside now and she's just told Kenna. And so she says, like, she told Don, like, right after it happened and that, like, he seems like it's fine. What you see with those two is definitely, like, they've been together for a really long time and their life is very much, like, all about the kids. So when we first see them, they're working out who's taking kids to which activity. Yeah. And what you learn is that, like, they kind of, they don't really have any time for themselves or for each other. So their relationship has suffered. So that's... Like, there's loads of little subplots going on in the show. Yeah, like an Anne Julia. Like an Anne Julia. And it's also like, it's very much like a sitcom structure, you know, like to use Modern Family as an example. You know how in every episode, all the different characters have got a plot and it follows like different couples. I do think this show is really comparable to that. And I did also think you would so watch like a 10 series show about these characters. Yeah. Like season seven of In Dreams. What's yeah. going on now? What's Ramsey up to? <laughs> and I think that's actually a bit, and it also that makes sense because the writer writes Shit's Creek as well. And I think you can kind of see that. And I think that's dissimilar to anything else. Because if you think it's something like Mamma Mia, where you've got different subplots going on, I'm not sure how invested you get with any of those. Whereas with this, there's no bit where you're like, oh, this, I don't, I don't care about these two. This bit's boring. Yeah. And I do think that is a testament to the writing. Anyway, do continue, Juno. So then Jane and Dunn, they sing A Love So Beautiful. Which is sad, so isn't it? Beautiful. But you, like, yeah. they obviously do still really love each other. They just need like to reconnect, like Anne and Shakespeare. So then they go back into the place and they sing Handle With... Isn't that where they talk about who cheated on who? Oh, instead? I don't know. Well, they do at some point. No, that's uh, the bit where she... Isn't that where Oscar's like about to walk out and cause they talk about their favourite day? Oh, and yeah. And he tells... He's obviously like quite quiet and reserved and he tells this story about... Oh, hang on, because Don tells a story about my favourite day ever. I was at a golf course and then he describes a hole a that he... Three. A path The wind was blowing towards <laughs> me and I hit it and got it in one or something. And then Jane's like, you have five kids. Yeah. And he's like... It was into the wind, Jane. We, we it's find like being this, at home. Yeah, we find this moment of being forced to listen to the description of some oh, quite relatable. Birdies, so eagles, really bogeys, pass. And then Oscar tells this really like sweet story about when he was a child and he'd made something at school and he was really, really proud of it. But then his friend broke his. So Oscar gave his friend his creation and his dad said to him, I'm really proud at you, son. And it, the whole thing is like, obviously his dad didn't ever really, he wasn't very demonstrative. He wouldn't say stuff like like that to him normally and then it's like Oscar suddenly realises that he's kind of let go in front of everyone and he's embarrassed so he goes to walk out and Ken is the one who stops him and that's when they sing that song isn't it yeah handle with care like that idea that everyone needs to be handled with care don't they everyone's got everyone's got stuff that they're dealing with and then everyone leaves because they need to get ready for the party and Ramsey's still there and Ken is like bro what are you doing you're still here and then they sing a dramatic song together and kiss. Yeah. And when we saw it the first time, there was a child sat right in front of us who hid their eyes <laughs> during the kissing. Like the bottom, the swearing, there was some swearing in the show. None of that they were bothered by. But people kissing, they were like, oh, my eyes. It was so <laughs> funny. I found that really amusing. 
Yeah. Cool. What's next, Juno? Is that when she sings crying? Yeah. So we get to the end of the first half. Because she's like thinking that she can't be with him because like... Because she thinks just, she's going to die. Yeah. And she thinks he won't, even if he, he's like, they've said they both still love each other, but she's like, you won't love me. And when you fight, like she, she thinks that he won't want to like look after her. And if she's sort of less attractive, if she's ill or whatever, that he won't still want her. So she says to him like, I love you, but I can't be with you. And then she sings the song crying and oh my Made God. you be crying. Oh, it's so right. So it's Lena Hall playing Kenna. And from the very second she comes on stage, I'm like, I would die for you. Like she's absolutely incredible. Don't her vo- I won't. Her. I speak hyperbolically, but her voice is just like, she does the pretty stuff really well. And then when she gets going, she's got this like rasp because she's a proper rock singer. And it's just when she gets going in like the second half of crying, it's too much for me. If a cast recording of this show is not a forthcoming, I will riot. Like genuinely, I need to be able to like, I need, when I'm having a bad day, <laughs> I need to be able to listen to. Will you or will you just cry? Lena Hall sing crying. It, it'll be my new This Woman's Work by oh, Kate jam. Bush, which is the song that I would currently listen to if I needed to have a good cry. So the first half ends on this. And it just, it just demonstrates like the emotional fluctuations of this show so you've spent the first half like laughing at a raccoon tattoo on someone's bottom and rolling your eyes at someone's story about golf and then you get to the end and it's this oh, we forgot to heartbreaking moment because there's this bit where Anna Sophia brings down Katrina in the first half and is like does anyone know what this is and then Don's like oh is it a day of the dead thing and Jane's <laughs> like oh he only knows this because he watches Coco with our kids and thinks he's an expert. She's like, I'm so sorry. He just really loves Coco. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so then it's the interval. You go and get some ice cream. Yeah. We've tried a couple of different flavours, haven't we? What's your favourite so far? At Salted the caramel. Salted caramel. I had the lemon and honey. Is that what it was? Ginger. Lemon and ginger. Sounds like a cold remedy. <laughs> lemon and honey. That's a new Ben and Jerry's flavour, actually, one that's lemon, lemon and honey. Lemon and honey. Um, they've got it in the co-op. <laughs> I saw it the other day. Anyway, and I had blackcurrant and cream, and actually that was really, really tasty. Really. I think that was maybe my favourite one. Um, Future ice cream reviews. Yeah. A, so then another. Feature. They go like back into the bar, and it's like the party, and Ramsey and Kenna aren't there, and Don and Jane they're there. They're there. They are there. There. And so Tom comes on. Remember the crazy fan chef guy, and sings this song. Oh, oh we've forgotten to mention. Him. Yeah, the, and then Ramsey comes in like halfway through it. The, um, at the party, that officer guy, he comes in and um, <laughs> Ramsey's like, and this is Officer Lee. And they're like, oh, how did he get here? And then Officer Lee's like, I just followed Ramsey. <laughs> and Ramsey's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny. Yeah. So, yeah. so Tom's singing, Donovan and Jane are accompanying him and everyone's having an absolutely great time. That's really key, isn't Except it? Like Kenna, we imagine, she, yeah, she's, she's not, not on that. stage though. But like Donovan and Jane are like, play, play, she's playing bass, he's playing guitar and they're doing this like funny dance of shuffling from side to side. And there's this, this really funny moment where Ramsey comes in and he plays the drums. He's the drummer, he's but he comes and joins in and he sort of starts doing the dance with them, but does it wrong. And then you see him kind of stand there for a second, see which way they're going and then join in. And it's just this like tiny, well-observed moment where I think going to see the show multiple times, you're gonna we're going to notice more and more of these little bits where you see like yeah. the, the characters being like constructed and built up, which are two ways of saying the exact same thing. But even in like the tiniest moment when they're just reacting to something else and it's just, it's just brilliant. It's so good. Then... The next song is Pretty Woman. Which George sings. And it's really funny because he's like, 
I want to sing a song. And then someone says, do you want a microphone? He says, no, it's fine. I'll project. <laughs> it's really entertaining. And then Kenna, she's come on stage and she plays the opening riff of Pretty Woman. And then the second time we saw it last night, the second time she played it, she messed it up. She's like, dun, And it was so funny because obviously everyone knows what that riff's meant to sound like. I didn't. So Lena Hall in it, she sort of grinned and looked like she was trying not to chuck and then she played it again and did it really slowly and deliberately and it's just I love that kind of stuff like I love it when we've seen it a few times haven't we when like a tiny little mistake happens on stage but they just the way it's dealt with is so funny like the thing in the bake-off where they pushed the little bike along and you know even down to like in the school play of school of rock that we saw where someone forgot something and everyone just goes with it and i just i love that i love to see that that on stage it just makes it even more fun and lovely and is that when they sing the rooster airlines thing it's just after that isn't it so george sings pretty woman to anna sophia and she's like okay she said like i'm my my angel like obviously her husband is waiting for me he's dead but she thinks that she'll meet him like when she dies yeah but she says you know your angel's waiting for you and my angel's waiting for me but maybe they wouldn't mind if we had a little pit stop along the way. So she and George agree that they're going to like go out with each other. And it's just, it's really cute. Like she's great, isn't she, Anna Sophia? Yeah. Like she does the whole thing with this like cheeky and smile on her face. And she told Kenna not to tell her friends she had cancer. Yes, so that's so, crucial to and know. And she's said it's a going away party because yeah. she's going to Mexico, yeah. which she's not. She's not. Um, well, she might not even be going anywhere, really. But um, Has she told them yet at this point? Okay, when does that happen? Oh, it's there. Oh, okay. So what happens is then they're talking about how they might, like, they might need, like, money and stuff, like, everyone, basically. Yeah, because Donovan's and, like, do you know what? I don't, he and Jane have sort of had that thing of, like, reconnecting. He's like, I don't want to be a banker anymore. I don't want to do it. Like, maybe I just won't work. And Jane's like, well, we still need you to work because money is still a thing that's important. And then Kenna's like, oh, I've got loads of money. And she's obviously thinking she's not going to need her money for much longer so she's just going to give it to them and then there's this funny bit do you want to explain it yeah so they're like how do you how much money do you have and how do you have so much money and then the rest of the band oh are like oh well kenna worked on songwriting for a very famous airline advert or Rooster something. And, then, and then like what Oh, which airline? And Kenna's like, we don't have to say. And then Ramsey just got, starts going, bark, 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 and doing this weird dance. <laughs> and then they all join in. And, then, and it's so funny. Yeah, and they're like, you had no rhythm in that. You just kept going, bark, 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 bark. we were seriously worried about you. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> she's like, I asked if you wanted songwriting credit on that as well. And um, that's obviously like made her no. fortune, hasn't it? Yeah. And you said no. And then Ramsey just like goes like and then just like <laughs> right in her face, really just funny. like puts like turns away and puts his hand there like and no. that's the point then isn't <laughs> it where she writes a check for Nicole and Oscar and like because they've said they don't really have any money she's like, like to pay for future celebrations yeah, like, we can't accept but this Oscar it's too has, much Oscar's found out that she's not told her friends and he thinks that's really bad I don't know why he thinks it's like his dis- anyway so he then it says, says mean like, woman you've got blues. to tell her he's like you've got to tell her you've got to tell your friends every yeah. time we're sat in here recording you always see a squirrel so is, she doesn't tell them in this bit is it mean woman blues and then I don't yeah. know I can't remember yeah okay. I don't know what mean woman it's blues is it's the one is. that Donovan and Jane sing it don't they oh because like, like when on she the tells table. everyone that she kissed Mr. Ben, With his who wears fedora. a fedora, and that's when. Good God, um, Jane! Dear God, Jane! <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. Oscar is like, she's not going to 
Mexico. And they're like, what? And then she ends up telling them that she's got cancer. And they're all like, what? Yeah. And she's like, I don't want people looking at me the way you're looking at me now. Yeah, that's right. She doesn't want sympathy, does she? She She doesn't want want people to like feel sorry for her. She wanted a party. She just wants to like get on with it. Yeah. So then she sings Love Hurt. And then she goes outside and Anna Sophia No, that was earlier. That was earlier before Mean Woman Blues. That was It's Over. And Anna Sophia comes out there and tells her that she had cancer as well. And Kel's like, why didn't you say anything? And she's like, you talk about yourself a lot, so... <laughs> um, it's funny. Yeah. And then this is, like, after she's told them now, because we forgot to mention that bit. So then they're so outside, and is this... She's outside, and then she says she's leaving, and then Donovan and Jane follow her, and they're like, what are you doing? And then Tom comes along with a cardboard box... And what we haven't mentioned is that she's had this like iconic fringe jacket that she used to wear on stage. And Tom came on with a box. And the first time we saw it, I very quietly said to you, know, I bet her jacket's in that box. And sure enough, she he sold bought it. it on eBay and because he's such a fan. And then they have a nice little moment where he talks about how he met her once before. And do you remember? And she's like, uh, no, sorry. And John and Jane like, just say yeah, yes. Yeah, she said something to him that like made him feel better about the fact that his family were sort of rejecting him and they didn't accept him for who he was and she told him that she loved him and that people loved him and it meant a lot to him and he's like do you remember and she's like no I'm sorry and he's like no that's good because it means that you clearly did that kind of stuff all the time and that like shows what a good person you are so it's really nice and then Ramsey comes out doesn't he and he's wearing a hat that she doesn't like and then he's he's clearly grappling with this because he does love her and he sings this song which is I want to call it Young Hearts Run Free it's not that Wild Wild Hearts Run Out of Time Wild Hearts Run Out of Time and that's quite funny he's like I'm the I'm a drummer, so my songs are rubbish. <laughs> and sings it to her, and then he sort of offers himself to her as like a partner, doesn't he? He's like, if this had happened 20 years ago, I would have been absolutely useless. But I think I could be a really good like partner to you. And they have this really nice conversation about the whole thing, don't they? Where he's like, I, I want to be there for you, and she's like, you, well, you'll have to be with me, and you'll have to come to me wherever I am, and you'll have to do all these things, and that's it. And he's like, oh, okay, so they're basically sort of back together at the end, aren't they? And then Jane and Donovan come on, and they all sing. You um, got it. You got it together and it's nice. And then Curtain comes down and then Nicole and Oscar come out and they're like, for one night only, Heartbreak Radio, back together. And they say, it's like a gig set up at the end, yeah. isn't it? So they're all playing and then Tom comes on and he sings with them and he everyone's had dancing this around. Dream. That was like, they'd say, when have I had this dream about Little Mixes? And they were like, <laughs> Everyone has this dream about does, their favourite band. Does anyone in, oh no, someone in our band's lost their voice. Does anyone in the audience know every single lyric to every one of our songs? And be like, me, me. And then he got up and everyone would be like, oh my God, who is that guy? We have this fantasy about a performance of six, don't we? Where someone comes on stage yeah. and they're like, guys, Anne Boleyn is sick. Does anyone know all the words? And never mind the fact that every single person in the theatre would be like, I volunteer a tribute. We have this idea that they'd pick one of us, don't we? Yeah. And it would be sick. And so, yeah. So then that's the end of the show. Everybody bows. People love it. Everyone's happy. Life's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we've talked through what the show is about. Let's talk about the stuff that we love about it. We've talked about it. Oh, the merch thing. I guess because this is a show that's only on a for program. a couple of weeks and it's, I don't know, I'm guessing they're sort of testing it out and to see how it goes. There's not any merch. There's just the programme, which is lovely. It's a beautiful programme. Yeah. But we've got some ideas, haven't we, for merch, Juno? You know? So I think, first of all, we're absolutely missing a trick here. Why Heartbreak are Radio t shirt. Heartbreak Radio t-shirts. You should be able to get fake, badly drawn raccoon um, tattoos. tattoos. Oh, we forgot to mention. 
it turns out that Jane loves it's foxes. It's Jane that likes foxes. Because Ramsey was meant to be like drunk Kenna. when he got the tattoo. And he obviously must have just thought that it was Kenna. <laughs> to be fair, everyone likes foxes. Foxes are cute. Anyway, so right, we think but fake Kenna tattoos. Doesn't. We think Ramsey's fox slash raccoon tattoo. That should yeah. be something you can buy. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I like to collect shot glasses from shows, not because I drink shots, but just because they're a cool little <laughs> they're souvenir. Cool. And you this have one for Hamilton that says, I'm not bar. throwing away my shot. It's set in a bar restaurant. So what we need here is margarita glasses, shot glasses, with the name of the bar and the logo on it. I that forgot would be an to mention a funny bomb. bit. What's that? When she first goes in and asks for her memorial service and they say, okay. So they say something about like how normally it's just like, it's over. But then um, Kenna's like, oh, that's sad. And then um, they're like, no, it's not. It's over. It's yay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I love that. And like, yeah, it's, oh, it's over, guys. Yay, let's party. <laughs> so Yeah, it's good. And I, I actually, like it. it taps into that thing that I really like in something like Coco, that idea that yeah. the end is not the end. And yeah, to see it as, a, not to see it as something really sad, but to see it as a happy thing, which I think Coco does really well as well. Yeah. And I love <laughs> that whole thing that obviously because of the show having these kind of aspects of it that are in like Mexican culture I love that it does that and I think it's a really nice message actually yeah and at the end kind of when so Kenna's left and when they've all found out that she's sick and they're like the rest of them are still in there and Sophia says does anyone know what I can't say it something something means and then um, they're Dia all like crying. Mortis. Yeah, that. And so Don says, Day of the Dead. And Jane's like, I'm sorry, he just loves Coco so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Because I funny. imagine, do his kids like actually like Coco or does he just make them watch oh, it with him? Oh, that's a really good question, To make it normal. It? That is a very good question, Juno. So, right, yeah, merch. We think we really need some merch. Obviously, in the normal stuff, we want a magnet, we want a pin. Which we don't have we any need drumsticks. of these things. Like, drumsticks. Let's have some Ramsey Even though we can't play drumsticks. the drums. Like, no, but... That doesn't matter. They could just be cool. Heartbreak Radio bass. Yeah. Like, our guitar picks. Yeah. All of these things. Yeah, we think there's some real potential here that's being missed out on. Because we play the bass now. So if... Well, we have a bass. Well, we can, and we can play both it. kind of play it. Yeah. I can play an Olivia Rodrigo song. Yeah, we will not be doing that on the podcast, though. I we've mentioned a couple of things about the show in terms of how it's like and Juliet, like the fact that the songs are cleverly chosen sometimes for sort of comedy effect the fact that you've got all of these different couples and different subplots and storylines going on that all kind of intermingle that's very similar to Anne Juliet can I say who some of the couples are like yeah so Juliet would obviously have to be Kenna because she's main character then it's so confusing because Ramsay who is Oliver Thompson who's also Shakespeare would be Romeo because he like thinks that she still loves him and just like comes really far and in Romeo's case back from the dead back from in the dead yeah in Ramsey's case just from like somewhere else in America I think yeah and so he comes yeah and then they actually end up together at the end and then and then Anna Sophia and George are like Nurse and Lance and then there's Oscar and Nicole Oscar and Nicole who are like Anne and Shakespeare but because Donovan and Jane are kind of like Anne and Shakespeare yeah, as well aren't they because but in Donovan and Jane they both kind of feel like left out but in thingy with Nicole and Oscar Nicole kind of just feels like left out from yeah because he thinks he says that like he doesn't want to burden her with his grief but her point is like that's what I'm here for and you're burdening me with like worry about you because I don't know like what you're thinking and feeling so yeah it's, it, I mean, I just think the writing here is so good and it's more sort of grounded in reality 
than Anne Juliet. It's like there's nothing in this show that you think that's not realistic, that wouldn't happen. And I do think like the stuff that is going on in the different, like the older couple who are sort of thinking about having a relationship and like how that kind of works with the fact that they've had the love of their life already and the fact that, you know, you've got the stuff with Tom talking about how his family don't accept him for who he is. His dad's a, a priest, Yeah, what he says. And Tom's identity is not something that his family can like accept. So there's all of this stuff going on and it does feel very sort of authentic, doesn't it? Yeah. And I just... I love how it all works together. Like I was saying earlier, I think it's like 12 people in the cast. Yeah. Something like that. And there's quite a lot of the time when the whole cast is on stage and there's something really, it makes it feel like it is a bar and it is a party for one thing. Obviously it makes all the ensemble numbers sound amazing. But apart from that, it just creates like a real sort of sense of life on the stage and wherever you look the sort of reactions to things that are happening you see these sort of little relationships these little like moments of relationships being hinted at just by two people like sitting at a table together and glancing at each other and you kind of really believe that like this is a band this is a group of people who were in a band together and haven't spoken to each other properly for 15 years but there's still all that sort of love and affection and shared experience between them and it feels real, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. Very crucially. And actually, it is another musical to add to our list of musicals about bands. Yeah. Which seems to be a really popular thing, doesn't it? Oh, when we met the person who played Anna Sophia, she had a dog. <laughs> and I asked, is this dog just backstage the whole time? And she said, yeah, it looked like just basically it lives just in, like her in her dressing her room. Yeah, so and it was cute. in her bag. And it was so cute. Yeah. It was a really it's nice like- experience. So at the playhouse, the cast all just seemed to come out through the main doors so we hung around and they as like anytime we talk about this this is what we always say but the cast were all so lovely and so like giving off their time so happy to like or seemingly happy anyway they're well, not so who knows? she ran away she ran away she was but, like, literally hiding in the signing programs and like talking about the show like is it sean reese williams is that her name yeah who plays jane she was lovely and she you know juno went over the program and she said oh what's your name and she signed it to juno and she was asking you were like oh did you sign where juno? Was come like, from yeah what do you think she was trying to rob my bank or something because she was asking where we <laughs> come from and what funny. my name What's was <laughs> and what are some key numbers in your life <laughs> it's just really lovely like and it obviously like for juno it makes it really really special for and me. it's nice it's nice to have the opportunity to tell these people how much their work means and yeah. like how much we've enjoyed it and especially with it being such a new show and you know it's really it's only been on for a few weeks so it's it just feels really special i think i'm so happy I'm so I feel really privileged that we've had the opportunity to go and see this a couple of times and we're going to go and see it again before it goes anywhere because I think it is a really, really special show. I can just see it in like a big theatre. I can know? see it in somewhere like the Shaftesbury or, you know, like the Garrick or somewhere like that. Like, I just what's think on at it, the Garrick? That's where we saw Drifter's Girl. I really think yeah, that it could... Because it, it does all the things you want it to do. It's got the sort of emotional beats and they do really hit. So like when Lena Hall... She was just incredible. We didn't meet her last night. She's a bit sad, sad, but probably for the best because I probably would have embarrassed myself. Yeah. She's just, she's so Is she funny. Is actually American? Yeah, she's an incredible actor. Obviously, she's won a Tony for a show in the past. So she's got like proper musical theatre pedigree, but she's just such a presence. It's Hers is, I think, one of the most like compelling and one of the best performances I've ever seen on stage because she does all the things. Like she's really funny. Her comic timing's amazing. And yes. her voice, her voice is insane. Oh. 
Like it's almost more so than mine. I can cope with. And I would I would pay the money just to go and hear her sing those songs. Like just to hear her do like 15 minutes of the bits that she just sings on her own. And her wardrobe I absolutely love as well. Like she's dressed like such a rock star. She's got the leather trousers, big cowboy boots. I love She's the always boots. wearing these beautiful jackets. She's got the kind of beautiful black... Jacket choppy hair like she just looks every inch a rock star and I love how the characters are styled because Ramsey is wearing the sort of the like band member uniform of like, like a t-shirt leather jacket and a leather jacket and, and jeans. jeans whereas with Donovan and Jane you can see that both of Parents. them have sort of made the attempt to grow up because when they turn up they're dressed like a mum and dad aren't yeah, they yeah like a going out for a nice meal mum and <laughs> yeah. dad and then you see there's a bit later on where she's dancing and she's taken her shoes off and I think that's, that's such a like mum dancing at a wedding thing where you like go with some nice shoes and then after a while you're like oh god I haven't worn heels in 15 years and kick them to the floor and then dance around in your bare feet I think that's really funny and it's another one of those moments in it that I just think is like it's really well observed because it's absolutely what would happen we've not said anything about the set I really love the set for this show oh, so yeah. it's it's like it's, it's the bar isn't it that's where most of it's set yeah and the, that set just rolls off to the side of the stage yeah, which we could start, see from where we were sitting last that. night and at the end it's not that yeah. no at the start it is that it's isn't behind it? the curtain it's just behind the She's just standing at the front. And at the end, it isn't that. And it's one of those... It reminded me a little bit, in a weird way, of two things, which was the cabin set for bodyguard and then yeah. Doc's workshop in Back to no, the Future because it is that, that. thing where it, you know like those little play sets you get for toys where it's like a particular room it reminded me of that because it's so compact and it's the whole thing is there isn't it and they, they use a revolve not particularly no, a huge they, amount they use it like twice yeah um, so it hasn't got the huge role to play in it but it does sort of add something to like the, it mu- makes it the movement more cool and the when dynamism they use and everything it. but the set is really cool and it does it feels really like it just looks like a real bar and there's all the there's like like all the lit up signs for different kind of beers and other sorts of alcohol and then there's photos all the way around a top shelf which I assume is people who they've had memorials for so I just I think it's one of those things where like every little detail has been thought about and I just really love it Cry. and it's like as with the costumes as well I think like Oscar you know sometimes he's wearing a suit and it's like he's sort of trying to be formal it's like he's trying to keep a sort of professional distance yeah and put up those sort of walls even between him and Nicole I just think you could write a book about it there's so much stuff in it that you could like think about and really really analyse but ultimately it's just uh, the vibe that I get from it is so much that vibe from watching Anne Juliet which is just joy where you do get yeah. these moments of sadness but the overwhelming feeling you get from it is first of all I am so so happy this right is now so funny. I feel like I've just eaten loads of Haribo but I don't have that accompanying <laughs> feeling of feeling a bit sick and then also I can't imagine going to see that show and not coming away thinking I want to see that again you know some stuff we see and we're like wouldn't feel the need to watch that again but it some was good. stuff we see we're like really would want to see that again yeah like we might think that was good but I wouldn't want to see it like again really soon you wouldn't make a massive effort to go and see a lot of stuff again like we're not like oh let's go and watch Titanic again <laughs> even something that I really enjoy like I really loved Annie but I wouldn't feel the need, the need to go, to go and like watch today. Annie again in the next like in the foreseeable future it's something that if it came round again on tour I'd be like oh but yeah we'll make like a huge we'll effort go and watch that. whereas this to go like, I will walk all the, the way there from the Woodhouse Lane car park <laughs> In the rain. And That's like 20 minutes. You to, it's, not, it's like 15 minutes. It's not the best walk to be doing on a Saturday Making night at a point. 11 o'clock at night, though, is it? <laughs> like no. through, through Leeds, past all the bars. Hi, guys. No. 
We did see some of the bears though. There's a bear hunt in Leeds at the moment with these big like statues of bears that artists and local schools have decorated. And there's a couple of them at the playhouse, which is good fun. Can we talk about the cast? So we've talked about Lena Hall, who's just absolutely yeah. incredible. We've talked about Oliver Thompson because we just we love Oliver Thompson. We got to say hi to him the first time we saw it afterwards, and Juno had a go at me because I said his name and apparently you that's... went Oliver. What else are you going to call him anyway? Excuse me. But he's just he's brilliant, isn't he? I absolutely love him, and I think in this. I like him even more than I did as Shakespeare and I loved him as Shakespeare. But I just think in this, he's so funny. Yeah. And that character of Ramsay, who's this sort of, like, he's a bit ridiculous, isn't he? But he knows how ridiculous he is. And there's a funny thing where she's like, I want you to say stuff to me in your cute British accent. And he's like, what, this British accent? And what did he say? Like, bits and bobs. And silly sausage. <laughs> silly sausage. And he says, did I ever call you a silly sausage? I don't know if that's British or just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if that's oh, British or odd. It's so funny. <laughs> and he just, even like in like I've said about those little moments where people are just reacting to things or there's a bit happening at the front of the stage and then the other characters are sort of spotted around having their own little conversations. I just think you, in, in the olden days, like in the 2000s and the 90s, they used to do this player cam thing on Sky Sports when you were watching a football match and you could pick a certain player and you just follow them. And you wouldn't have any idea what was going on in the match, but you could just like see Kieran Dyer going from side to side. And I think you could do that with Oliver Thompson, or to be honest, anyone in this production and just watch what they're doing all the way through because they're all on it the whole time. And I don't, again, I don't know if it's just really good acting, but everyone on that stage looks like they're having such a good time. And they're like, oh no, we hate being We actually dreams. really hate this. And so, SFU will be like, oh, my dog backstage I, I want to talk fine. about Noel Sullivan. He okay. plays Donovan. Uh, if you are the same age as me, you might remember Noel Sullivan from a little pop group called Hearsay. Wherever you go, I'm going to be there. Whatever you do, I'm going to really be there. He was really good. And he was absolutely fair. He's done tons of musical this stuff. Like obviously in his bio in the programme, it doesn't even mention Hearsay. And obviously that was like 20 years ago or more. And he's done tons of musical theatre stuff. And he's just, again, we he's just great. His voice is fantastic. He's really, really funny. The choreography in this show I love as well, because it's not like a, it's not like Anne Juliet in terms of it being a dancey show, is it? But the dancing, no. a lot of it is just like the sort of silly dancing you expect people to do in a bar or like there's these bits where the band are dancing together and it's just, it's incredibly charming and it's another way in which it just feels real. It doesn't have that sort of performative aspect to it. Sean Reese, will is her name Sean Reese Williams? Will you just check? I don't just want to be making no, up well sounding names she's great like I think this is the first musical theatre thing she's done she's like very well known she's done a lot of stuff on TV she's in Line of Duty that thing that I never watched until the last episode because I wanted to be able to wind Matt up by telling him I was going to spoil the ending her voice is fantastic and I think the key thing with the band Heartbreak Radio would 100% listen to their album yeah, yeah. they should release Heartbreak when Radio when we saw it last night my friend Eva's shout out Eva's was there as well and we were saying this on the way out it's got a very sort of Daisy Jones and the Six thing where you get to the end of it and you're like, I want to know more about this band. I want to listen to their album. I want to go and see a gig. All of this stuff. And they're all fantastic. And then the younger couple, Oscar I don't and Nicole. Think they should, I don't think it would be as good when it's not with the same people. Yeah, no, you're right. It wouldn't. But it's still something I can think about. Uh, Manuel Pacific and Gabriela Garcia are playing Oscar and Nicole. And they're both fantastic. They're, they're so good together. They've yeah. got really good chemistry together. They're both funny they both do the they've got quite a lot of the emotional stuff to do as well haven't they like she's sort of grappling with the side of being pregnant and not really knowing what he's feeling he's still grieving his parents there's this bit in the second half where he goes out into the desert and he sings a song to his parents and it's really sad it's and it 
you sort of just want to like reach out and give him a hug. Uh, but you wouldn't do that because that'd be weird and someone would make you leave. And uh, we spoke to him after the show and he was just incredibly lovely. It's a real privilege to get to meet these guys. And then uh, Alma Cuervo is playing Ana Sofia and she's hilarious. Like she's really, really funny. Imagine if the dog just ran charming. across the stage at one point. I'd be like, it's Annie. And Richard Trinder is playing George. He snuck out last night. That was a bit sad because I wanted to tell he him how great like he is. He brought like an army he with him. He had like him. an entourage. It and was really funny. Nicole, she came down at one point to like do snick and she was carrying a big box I know, and everyone was like she's pregnant she shouldn't be carrying that box it's like someone needs to, someone did take it off her I think but she's like good. no I'm hiding um, there's nothing yeah, in this box the guy played George he's just he's really funny I love it like his performance is really entertaining because he does sort of come in as a bit of an outsider and and then he just like goes to the party yeah and it is a bit weird that he's just like to Anna Sevilla hey how are you doing <laughs> but it oh, really, it's really funny <laughs> and then Leon Craig is playing Tom and he again we met him after the show and he was really really lovely his performance we think very very, very inflected by Cameron from Modern Family. We always talk about Modern Family. We do, because we watch Modern Family. Oh, that was your turn. Last night, Juno couldn't really be bothered to go to the theatre because she wanted to just sit on the sofa. And I was like, look, you can't tell me you don't want to go and see a show for the second time because you're going to sit and watch Modern Family episodes that you've watched seven times. And then the rest of the ensemble, uh, Hannah Ducharme, Mark Peachy, Pablo Gomez-Jones and Fabiola Ocasio. They're just, it's so great. It's such a great show. All of the cast are amazing. They're all going with it to Toronto, apparently. All of them. I would just really hope this show is going to come back and find a home in London because it's. I just think everyone should see this. I think especially, right, if you're a person who thinks you don't like musicals, I think this is a really good show to go to. It's obviously a good show if you do like musicals because why wouldn't you go and see a musical? But for people, like for someone like your father, My who's father. not a massive fan of musicals, this has got everything in there. It's very, very funny. Except Lucy Jones. It's, yeah, it's true. Maybe she can play Kenna in a few future production and then he'll be all in it's got really good songs and I think do you know what's interesting it's like in Sunshine on Leith they're not songs that you necessarily know particularly well some of the like um, more mature members of the audience last night clearly knew the songs because we could hear someone singing people know the songs but also like it's not one like and Juliet you get a lot out of because you know the songs (laughs) and it's that the sort of audacious thing of doing something different with songs that are so familiar and I think I, I, I was one I was interested to know like what how this happened like was it that David Westreed, that the right way around yes. for his name, whether he decided to do a Roy Orbison show. Apparently he was approached with the idea, like, would you fancy doing this? And then he didn't want to do like a Roy Orbison life story, you know, like something like Tina yeah. or Ain't Too Proud and went the sort of Mamma Mia route of crafting a whole story around the songs, which I think obviously works incredibly well. So yeah, so it's unfortunately by the time this gets posted. Pardon? It's going above Hamilton for you, isn't it? Do you know what? I think it is. I really do uh... think it is. I know, but I think it's part of the experience Uncle of it as well, well yeah. isn't it? It's getting to when you see Hamilton, you see it in a massive space. Whereas this, we sat what in the fourth row the first time we saw it, and yeah, then and last then we had night, really good seats at like, last the night side. we sat on the side, which actually because the right. seats are angled towards the stage, which is very very clever because it's a new, it's a quite a recently remodelled space at the Playhouse. Yeah, if if this does come back at any point, or if you just happen to be in Toronto this autumn, like genuinely, <laughs> people should go and watch the show. It's not like a musically musical. It's not like going to see something like Les Mis or Phantom where you're going to feel like, what is going on? Yeah, or Wicked. It's very much more in that sort of grounded reality, but it's not cheesy. I think that's the key thing about it. It's absolutely not a cheesy show, is it? And I think part of that is having Lena Hall in the role of Kenna. She's She's not someone who's going to make it cheesy 
at all because she's got proper like rock in her voice with that rasp which I just think is an absolute thing of beauty (laughs) and I just absolutely love this I love this show and I would like to be able to go and watch it every week for the rest of my life as opposed to just for the next fortnight doing a massive yawn there do you know yes yes when we go to the theatre I have to like hold my sneezes now and I just end up going a bit don't I I don't think anyone's going to object that much to you sneezing I've told you that you're not allowed to yawn at the theatre especially in an evening performance because I feel like then ladies judge me for having you out that late like that time at Miss Saigon when someone was glaring at me I don't think anyone was glaring at you I think this Uh, is all in your beautiful little brain I think you've made up brains are beautiful I was going to say like tiny little mind but I thought you might find that offensive so I went a different you have a great big brain I have a very small forehead yeah okay cool it's a normal size forehead I would argue anyway so I hope that we've given some sense of just how much we love this show every literally everything about it is great I would happen if it went on for another hour, I'd be fine with that. And given my attention span is not very good, and I generally spend the second half of things looking at my watch at least once to check. We went to the cinema today, and I was literally, after about 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm bored now. <sighs> I liked it. Well, that's good because it was probably meant to be a kids' film. More than it was no Barbie. Is all I'm saying. This isn't a film review podcast. But if um, you hadn't seen it in the same week as Barbie, Barbie, would you have liked? I don't it think more? I would. I think I still would have thought it was weird. It's Elemental, is what we're talking about. If you want to get in touch with us about your views on Elemental, I thought it was a bit weird. I thought it was good. Cool. That's good. And she didn't even have popcorn or ice cream to increase that positive opinion. So that's quite significant. Anyway, so if you have seen this show, if you are one of the lucky people who made the trip all the way to Leeds, trekking across mountains and oceans, <laughs> or in our case, just driving for half an hour. And then walking for oh about my God, three it's hours. Not that far. Oh, God. You're so lazy, child. Anyway, well, we're getting the train on Thursday, so you're going to have to walk to the train station. Deal with it. <laughs> What is happening I'm here? I'm falling off my chair. Why? I don't know. But no, please stop. It's silly. No, no. Help. Help me. Just get Thank back you. Up. Oh, my God. What an absolute <laughs> melt. Anyway, uh, have you got anything else to say about this show? Yeah. Is it a top 10 show, do you know? Yes. Oh, as we know, though. A top five. Top 10 along with 15 other things. Ha, ha, ha. And as we know, top 10s are going to be completely torn apart tomorrow when we watch <laughs> Groundhog Day. <laughs> It's very exciting. Anyway, so we want cast recording. We want want this show to come back and be able to go and watch it again because it's outstanding. And I just absolutely, absolutely love it. This is up there with Sylvia for like things I've seen this year that I've been the most blown away by. And if you've listened to our Sylvia episode, you'll know that I was absolutely obsessed with that. So there we go. Cool. If you've seen In Dreams, if you now want to see In Dreams, get in touch. We can act it out for you. <laughs> it won't be as good, but we'll try. You can find us on Instagram at stage. Underscore. Appropriate. Or you can comment on Spotify. We'd love to hear from you. And that's all for today. We'll be back soon with more musical related nonsense. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.